Welcome to Just Between Us, a podcast powered by the Corey Johnson Program for Post-Traumatic Healing in Boston. Every week, we focus on ways to heal from the devastating impact of collective trauma on our world. My name is Reverend Liz Walker. My name is Jadelle Cummins. And today we're going to talk about the mental health epidemic in our country and young people. Uh, we have a very special guest today, Dr. Gail Swaby, who represents the mental health pioneers here in Boston. She's a mental health counselor. She's an associate professor of counseling at Springfield College. And she's a woman who is a, a healer. And so we are just so thrilled to have you, Dr. Swaby, first of all. Let's talk about this program. What does it mean? What, are, what, what is the mental health pioneer program all about? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me here. It's, it's an honor to be here. Part of our program started with two organizations. The first organization was the Boston Project Ministries, where um, we started off with a mental health ambassador program. I started off as a mental health um, you know, consultant to their program. What they were finding was that a lot of their young people who were coming to their program um, were faced with a lot of mental health challenges and they couldn't, you know, get past their difficulties or their challenges in order to do the work or the activity or the programming that they were part of. So they were like, we need to be able to tackle this. So I said, well, why don't we provide these young people with a curriculum that helps them to understand um, you know what's going on in terms of their own mental health so what happened was that so through that program and through our partnership with the Boston Private Industry Council we were able to connect with young people around it now we have reached out to many different schools around um, connecting with the mental health um, pioneers program so we have two sort of we have the mental health ambassadors which is you know sort of like the basic kind of information and then we have the mental health pioneers and the mental health pioneers are the ones who are a little bit older their interest is really going into psychology or social work so we give them more of an advanced kind of curriculum where they can now go out and teach others and be peer leaders to their um their members. So yes, folks can either um, through their school, through the Boston Private Industry Council, through um, the Boston Project Ministries, or directly through um, New Generation Consultants and Associates, which is an organization that I have founded where we do a lot of this work. So say that again so that our listeners can understand exactly where New Generations... New Generations Consultants and Associates. We are um, a group of um, black and brown mental health clinicians who provide counseling, consultations, coaching, and workshops um, around issues related to mental health and wellness. And we use a very Afrocentric um, approach to our work. Tell me, and I know, Judell, okay. you have a question, but tell me a little bit about that Afrocentric approach. What does mm -hmm. that mean? Yeah, so a lot of our work starts with, you know, looking at the person's culture and, um, you know, their values, belief systems in terms of where they got that from and helping them to connect that to maybe their ancestors and where their ancestors you know, are, are, are from. Some people know, some people don't. So then they be, we begin to 
challenge them into or help them challenge themselves, right? Culturally, politically, personally, in terms of where are these thoughts, these beliefs, and these values are coming from? And how is that getting in your way of your own wellness, mm. right? So we're not, we don't want to take away from your belief system. We just want you to take a look at it and make some decisions about what do I need to let go of and what do I need to hold on to? Because if we continue to, to hold on to them, then we carry, we pass that on to the next generation. And that's, that's the, the kind of work we are trying to do is to, to make those, um, to, to, to take care of those generational burdens that we've been carrying and create new kinds of legacies that um, can help us along the way as we look at our own wellness and our own mental health. Mm. How has the reception been uh, in terms for the youth? How has that been received by them? You know, I have to say that it has been received very well. And I think today's young people, it's a different generation that we're dealing with, and they are so focused on being well and mm. their mental health. Whereas, you know, in our generation, the, the there was a big stigma about talking about your mental health, about talking about feeling, you know, down or sad or having issues of anxiety. But now the young people today want people to know that they're not doing well and that it's 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 okay to not be okay sometimes so they were so open to receiving the information and learning about different ways in which they can take care of their mental health hmm. you know i've been so impressed with some of the uh, celebrity young people like simone biles and yes. people who have spoken yes. out about their own mental health issues but what kinds of things do you see uh that manifest themselves what kinds of issues manifest of themselves among our young people, black and brown, particularly with all that's going on in the world mm -hmm. today. Yeah, so a lot of our black and brown young people are facing issues of, there's lots of anxiety that's happening for them. And oftentimes they're not aware of what it is. They don't have a name to put to it. They just know that they are feeling a certain way. And um, it's, it's, it, it helps when they get a sense of, oh, the fact that you know sometimes my heart is racing is more than just my heart racing. It's because maybe I walked down this street that something happened and my body's been triggered mm -hmm. by that experience. So my anxiety is now showing up, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And also, and, and it may not even necessarily be that. So part of this, this um, the work that I do really talks about how young people are um, carrying the burdens of their ancestors or their parents or their family members that is not really theirs, right? So things like depression, feeling sad, not being able to wake up in the morning or feeling a sense of doom, right? So those are some things that um, young people are facing. Mm. On our podcast, we like to even hear a bit about your story and different traumatic experiences. How did that shape how you view uh, you know, your work now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what really got me into this field? So I didn't grow up in this country. Mm -hmm. I'm originally from St. Croix, Virgin Islands. And of course, in the Caribbean, um, mental health is even, you don't even talk about that. You don't even say anything about that. It's about what's wrong with you, you know? It's like, you have no reason to be 
um, sad. You have no, I've given you everything, right? So um, I, my interest in mental health came when I was in high school. I was thinking about studying business and our business um, teacher took us to um, the courthouse to see a case and when we got there had nothing to do with business it was a it was a a case where a parent was um, physically abusing their children I remember the judge saying well you know the two children are here and we have our social worker had didn't even know what a social worker was but even before that I myself experienced some um, traumatic events um, growing up when I was younger, um, not at the hands of my family members, but at the hands of you know um, people in the community, and that really took a toll on me when I left the island and went to college because that's when it really hit me um, in terms of me experiencing the anxiety or some feelings of sadness and not knowing where it was coming from, right? It didn't make any sense. I was like, why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. Until, you know, when I got to graduate school and got more into this field, that's when it really hit me that you've had some experiences in your youth that no one was willing to really see or hear. And um, knowing that, you know, young people today need that older or that adult person to be able to see and to hear and to value their experience. I said I wanted to work with children and I wanted to work with um, young people so that they can feel as though there's someone out there who understands or who can connect with them on their level. So my experience, and, and you know, I, I still work working through a lot of those traumatic experiences that I've had because they don't just disappear. Right. You know, I may walk down the street, something may trigger it, and you know, but I've learned ways of wellness, way, ways of taking care of myself mm -hmm. when those things happen. You know, so. you talked about your own experiences a bit, and as you talked, I thought about my own experiences because I have had a traumatic experiences as a child. My parents both died when my brother and I were very young. And we never really got over that and handled that really well and, and ended up uh, with some behavior issues all the way through uh, puberty mm. and into young adulthood. But I wonder, is, is, is this trauma something that is only in the community of brown and black people or does everybody, is the whole world traumatized from childhood or how do you look at you know the data or the statistics that mm -hmm. brings it up to this point? Yeah. I think everyone has had some kind of traumatic experience. And in our world, we call it the, the, the small T's and the big T's. How we re perceive it and how we react and respond to it might be different. So for me, you and I can be in a car accident, right? And we were in the same car, we experienced the same kind of accident, and I could be okay, right? I could go down that street the next day, no, no, not much of an impact. Mm -hmm. But you, Jadel, could go down that same street and all of a sudden you start to have heart palpitations because you perceive that very differently. You experience that very differently or you might have had an experience that was very similar to it that triggered it so now you, and it wasn't resolved, so now you have a trauma 
mm-hmm. on top of another trauma. Mm. And when those don't get you know dealt with or resolved or talked about, then something else builds on top of it. And then so, so then now you have complex trauma because you haven't had an opportunity to resolve those past traumas. And some of the work that we do is really going back to that, if you can, that first one, and if you can connect that first one, then the others wouldn't feel so, have such of an intense impact because you have tackled the the first part of that traumatic experience that you mm-hmm. had. Yeah, my sisters and I uh, have had countless conversations about how we see our parents. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, so in my eyes, my father is one way, but from my sister's perspective, my father is a different way. So that just rings true uh, to me in terms of we can all experience, you know, the same thing, but interpret it and receive it. Um, and the impact of it be completely different. I know in your curriculum, you definitely help students and youth just in general understand the language of how to communicate to others what they're feeling. Are the kids now being teachers and teaching others how to you know, create their own language to make sure that they're communicating uh, effectively with uh, older um, people or just anybody in general? Yeah, form? absolutely. And that's, that's what um, makes this so successful is that the young people begin to not only um, receive the language that we're helping them with, Mm -hmm. but create language because they're with their peers more than we are. Mm -hmm. So they're also teaching us. So even though we are teaching them this this information, you know, basic around mental health and wellness, they are also providing us with language that they can, that they're using with their peers as well as a way to sort of, you know, embrace this this thing around mental health and wellness. And what we have found is that many of these young people, which was partly my goal, mm-hmm. is to go into the field of psychology or mm-hmm. social work mm-hmm. or mental health because only 4% of the black and brown community are people who are in the field of psychology. And now we have this, we are in the midst of this pandemic and so many people are in need of mental health services and what's happening is that they want someone who looks like them and there's not enough of us so my goal is to begin to get young people interested in this field and see where they can go so that we have more of us who look like us who can help us I think is your one of your greatest lessons that you've learned from the past 18 months I think we are all kind of learning to pivot we're, you know, learning uh, what resiliency really means. We're, you know, kind of relooking at a lot of things. What, what about you? And especially from the perspective of what you see with the mental health issues. Mm-hmm. My, my biggest lesson was one day at a time. Because you can only be accountable for what's happening today, in this moment, in this time. Don't think about yesterday don't think about tomorrow one day at a time that's beautiful absolutely beautiful beautiful. well thank you so much um dr swaby yes you got it you got it (laughs) (laughs) for joining us for this week's uh just between us guys we really appreciate you coming on 
And thank you to everyone who's been listening over the past few months with our podcast, but especially today. We want to invite you to continue to join us for these conversations. And then we also want to invite you to join us every Thursday virtually for Can We Talk? Community Conversations on Trauma and Healing. And you can visit our website to learn more about our program and then also about Can We Talk, which is RPC Social Impact CTR. We hope you will join us for our next conversation. Until then, well, I just want you to be well. Thank you. Bye-bye.